there, Quinn. I'm just a curious little rhino. Chicago. Welcome to the Andrew Scut Show. My guest today is again Mary Kate Lee, and in this episode we talk about Eric Weinstein and his recent uh, release of his theory of geometric unity, a theory that he's been harboring for 30 years or something like that on uh, breaking the Einsteinian speed limit, some, some crazy physics shit. Um, and we also discuss thinking critically and knowing who to trust in the media, or at least contemplating who to trust in the media and, uh, and that whole spiel, pretty, pretty wild, not knowing who to trust out there. Um, you can trust me, wink wink. Um, <laughs> anyway, I hope you enjoy this episode. Here we go. Quarantine Cast Volume 3. Live. Now playing Quarantine Cast Volume 3 with Andrew Scott and Mary Kate. <laughs> That's what's going on. I know. This, I don't know if it's... This sounds better to me. I don't know if it's just because I only have one ear going. But the audio sounds better in the headphones what than mean, previously. What do you mean by better? Like, less, uh... I can still hear the fan, though. Yeah, a little bit. Well, I hear I hear it more, like, from here than my headphones. I don't hear it in the headphones. Do you? I think I do. <laughs> Is it in the headphones or real life? Oh, my gosh. It's all the same, I doubt. Actually, I doubt you hear it, like, the fan with those headphones on. Hmm. I don't know. So extra. <laughs> it's okay. You're camped out. You're ready. I'm definitely not sorry. This you shouldn't is be. one of the greatest things. Shout out to your mom for getting this for me. Carrie Scott. One of the one of the greatest gifts I've ever received in my entire life. Wow. Carrie, you should be proud. Oh, it's... I mean, I wanted it for a reason. It's just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I'll have to let her know. I'll have to let her know she has to listen to this podcast now. <laughs> So just just be Have weary, wary or weary, wary, wary. Just be wary that your future mother-in-law might listen to this. <laughs> Have your parents listened to any of them? Uh, I don't think so. Not that I, n- not to my knowledge. Okay. My dad likes my videos on LinkedIn once in a while. I know he does. I think Actually, cool. last last couple of days he has. I think that's cool. Yeah. We have to FaceTime your grandmother. We do have to FaceTime my grandma. Maybe not tonight, but soon. Yeah. Tomorrow. Agreed. For sure. Yeah. A few days overdue for my birthday. We're good. This is a cool little thing, though. If it was wireless, that would be... Yeah, how would you power it, though? Batteries, I guess? You know what batteries do? Batteries suck. Chargeable batteries? US- rechargeable batteries usb oh yeah yeah, yeah. same way the fan works yeah or like anything else nowadays mm. well it was the most 
recent example, but yeah. Um, yeah, you still have a cord at that point, though. Yeah, but just for charging. Oh, just for charging, I see. To heat that up like that, USB might not be enough power. Like, I don't know. That's probably why they're so plug attached, or cord attached. Yeah, maybe. But if you charge, if it's a battery and you charge it with USB long enough, I feel like it should be okay. For people who don't know what we're talking about. Oh, that's a good point. We're referring to this. Mugwormer, right? Yeah. It's a little, it's by Mr. Coffee, if you want to go get one. It's a little platform that plugs into the wall and it keeps your coffee warm. And it's phenomenal. Cannot say enough about it. Keeping America addicted. Even though when I would have to warm up my coffee, it would it was a good excuse to get up and walk to the microwave. But depending on the time of day, there's a line to use the microwave for lunch. Really? And it's just, yeah, it's terrible. I don't go. I don't leave my office. Well, this was pre-quarantine. But <laughs> I used to not leave my office if I could help it from the hours of like 1130 to 130-ish. Just because of the lunch rush. Yeah. I don't blame you. Well, I, I shouldn't say leave my office. Just be near the break room. Yeah. I'd slip in, grab my smoothie, slip out. Yeah. Where is she? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway. I want I want to do these podcasts more. I know you do. These quarantine casts. I want to do these podcasts more, but while while we're quarantined, it seems like an opportune time to do them. I'll I'm game, um, but I can't afford to give you hours each day, especially with cap. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Well, you mentioned something earlier about doing this daily, which I don't think is sustainable. Not yeah, no, I agree with that. I I don't think I I could do it daily. But I don't think it would make sense at this point to do it that much. I agree. We're not um, that interesting. <laughs> I just, we've got other shit to do for sure. Like yeah. cap and whatnot. It's not practical, right? But if I had all the time in the world, I would do it every day for sure. Oh, I would want to. I think it would be cool if we didn't just sit down and shoot this shit, but if we had the intention with like a word of the day or like a theme or something to go mm-hmm. off of. Okay. Be like today we're going to talk about something obscure that no one would think about. Geometric like, unity. Oh god, no! I didn't <laughs> understand at first. It's so crazy that humans vary so much in their. Uh, I don't want to say just purely intelligence, but maybe like capabilities. Yeah. Um, it is crazy. Just thinking of like Weinstein to me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or Zev, his son. Oh, Zev's like, um, when we, the video that we watched of Zev, he was 13 in the video, right? right. Or 12? 13. Fuck. And he was talking like... Like a fucking scholar. Distinguished scholar. 
Yeah. He had, he's very articulate for a 13-year-old. <laughs> no, but not even articulate. I mean, he, like, vocabulary aside, um, it's his more thorough and in-depth understanding of relatively complex real-life concepts when he's supposed to be freaking out that he has a zit on his face and that Sally's not going to think he's cute anymore. Like, he's 13 years old. Yeah. I know 13-year-olds don't necessarily do what I just described because there's makeup and there's filters, and I think that's fucked that there's no such thing as an awkward stage anymore. Like, well, that's not entirely true, but fucking makeup and filters, I can hit that shit. Yeah. No, for sure. And it's not like we're even that old, you yeah. know? No, but my, I'm sorry, my that's point is, is that, like, Oh, I can't even put words to describe what Zeb is. Like thirteen years old. He, he used the like, word. He used the word rhetoric, and I was like, "What the fuck was I doing when I was thirteen? He 13? was talking about his. He was talking about his generation, and something like the implications of Gen Z being treated a certain way by uh-huh. Jeanette or something like that but like but long term real life large scale implications of his entire gender like the introspection and thought like he's God, that's just fucking crazy he's 13 years old it is crazy like <sighs> I, had, I had none of that perspective when I was 13 no one does at 13 that's my point yeah it yeah, no. <laughs> Agreed. Except for People that People don't understand that now. Yeah. As adults. Mm-hmm. Or they just don't choose to put their energy towards that thing, maybe. But, I don't know. Anyway. It's very crazy, though. It's to your point, impressive. Human, humans very widely. Oh, yeah. Like, even just, even, like, the most random things. Like, the most random skills. Whether it's a, a particular type of art or like i don't know Uh, it's fascinating like that humans just are so good at mastering things you know what i mean or like gravitate towards things and then do them so much and become so good at them like how many people have uh sat down at a piano right but how many people are like fucking pianists i'm sure a lot of people yeah I, it's just out of all things like the piano though like i don't know there's there's so many there's so mean. many things to to be good at like uh, oh like so many like, crafts or so many forms of art not even be good at but well okay no i yes different crafts things you can do and you can make anything i mean that's what etsy is pinterest it's yeah, there's something. It's just that's just reinventing or innovating something that's already created. I mean, great artists steal, right? Hmm. Yeah, it's true. Can I tell you something that I thought of when you were talking? Tell me something. You said the word artist. Yeah. And I thought, as I'm sitting across from you with your grungy facial hair and that little beanie and whatever else that <laughs> when we 
first started dating or when I first got to know you, I knew you as an intellect always, but an ex-hockey player at that point. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, like, yeah, he lives with the club hockey guys. He used to play hockey. Like, he used to be pretty good. Doesn't play anymore, but, like. That was the foundation of your idea of That was one of the first things I learned about you as a person. So it was one of the larger pieces of the puzzle that was Andrew at the time. Obviously, that puzzle has been broken down. I know you a little bit better now. (laughs) But I don't, like, I forget that you played hockey. Mm -hmm. I forget that you have athletic ability because you are just very much, like, all things considered an artist in yourself. Just the, the transition's funny. We're all artists. For sure. But you uh, you would describe yourself as such. Yeah. As per our conversation earlier, I think everyone's an artist. Everyone's an intellect. Or, um, I'm sorry, not intellect. Everyone's an artist. Everyone's a creator. creator. It does, has some kind of, uh, I don't know, people have ideas, right? People express those ideas in different ways. If you, it, whether it's, you know, through conversation like this or through a political cartoon or like, there's so many different ways to express. Like I told you in the car when we were driving wherever, uh, last week, where were we driving? I don't remember, but I brought up Dr. Seuss and his political cartoon taking the drugs you ended up driving to Auburn uh, oh that's right quarantine things driving <laughs> <laughs> driving nowhere in particular <laughs> um yeah I mean Dr. Seuss the guy who puts all these children's books together and with all these like great messages in them also with political cartoons and like mm-hmm. that was just expressing himself and his ideas and his viewpoints in different ways and I think that's so necessary like everyone does that in different ways of course um it's funny you're talking about mastering things i just remembered one thing uh from high school that i happened to be really good at was slamwich it's a card game i think i know but describe it to you uh i think it's also called egyptian rat screw yeah okay gotcha yeah there's doubles and there's triples and you slap the pile. Uh, I don't think there was triples. Some, like sandwich and then you can sandwich on top of it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, but it was like the, the reflex, you gotta slam the pile. Mm-hmm. I was fucking sweet at that game. I like never lost. I I regard that to this day as my one one true hidden talent. Really? Yes. That is the that is the thing that I know of that I am most proficient at. Like that is my uh that is my highest percentile skill, slamwich. How is it that I am learning about this now? I'm just curious. Why haven't we ever played? Hmm. Who's my pitch? Have you ever played? Because it's the greatest game on earth. Uh is that with you have two piles and you have to get down to nothing? We've played that together. We've totally played that. Spit? Yeah. Yeah, we played spit. Hundred percent. I'm pretty. Fucking, pretty sure you smacked me. I'm pretty fucking good at spit. I I do not have spit down. 
I do not have spit down in Dude, I have such a vivid memory of playing that game at Lord's Camp. I was counsel and had a boys that week. And Liam was my co-counselor. And it was raining. Shout out to Liam. Liam Rogers. It was raining. Uh, we were trapped inside for the afternoon. And I think it was one of those days that they were calling us down to the dining hall uh, by groups because it was too rainy to do flagpole. Uh, trapped in a cabin with a bunch of smelly boys. Sounds like a dream. For a long time. Adolescent boys and not cute. Um, I taught them how to play spit. And then I just smacked their all of them. All of them. <laughs> all of them. Like I For hours. Yeah, we played for hours. For decades and decades. So and decades. you <laughs> you always bring cards to camp, right? So Hell yeah. so and these boys were old enough where they were fun. Um so I taught them how to play and then we just had a fucking tournament. So pe- like People were, like, practicing, like, playing each other, but practicing. And then people were, like, in the semifinals or the finals or whatever. Um, and then they'd have to play me, and then they'd always lose. <laughs> you were just, like, like a... king of the hill, and yeah. you were the reigning king. Yeah. Nobody could overthrow you. It was so fun, though. Oh, yeah. Card games are incredible. Yeah. It made the time pass, too. Yeah, I never grew up playing... I know we talk about this all the time, but I never grew up playing cards. I mean, I played, um, like, Rummy and War and, um, a little bit of Egyptian Rap Screw, like, BS, but nothing like Pitch. Yeah. <clears throat> pitch is, Pitch. Pitch. Pitch is so fun. Yeah. It is so fun. It's, yeah, it's a little more, some more depth to it than, uh, some other games. It's not, it's not a speed thing, it's a strategy thing, for sure. Mm-hmm. so fun. I'm so glad that game was in my family growing up. Yeah, me too. So glad. I think it's so cool that you guys have that as a family. Too. Like, you guys can all play pitch together. Oh, yeah. I think my family was just too big that we couldn't do... Hard to rally all the troops together in one, yeah. for one game. Yeah. We Makes would have sense. family poker night, like, rarely, but... Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, I know that. I think it's happened. I think it happened like once or twice. I'm just, I'm not good at poker. <laughs> I forget you hate poker. I don't hate poker. Um, I don't care for it. I don't know. The whole... Are you talking about Five Bird or Texas Hold'em? Well, I mean, there's a million different poker games. It's basically Texas Hold'em. Being the poker game that most people play, I don't know. I I just I'd always rather play pitch, and but here's why: like poker, you can't really play if you don't have if you're not actually playing with money. You can just play pitch whenever. Yeah. You know what I mean? For poker, you have to have chips or quarters or nickels or dimes, but I don't know. That's fair. And whenever I would play poker, growing up, which was seldom, it would always take forever to end the game. Like, but it was like Monopoly in that towards the end of the game, 
everyone was just like, Over all right, it. can I'll just yeah, I don't fucking care anymore. Yeah. You can't do that with pitch. Huh? You can't do that with pitch. I mean, you could. It's the games are so short. Yeah. You play like you know best of three, best of five, best of seven, whatever. But yeah. Yeah. Fucking great game. It is so fun. Shout out to my uncle Jeff for picking up that game in high school at Owego High School, Owego, New York, and bringing it home to my grandma and grandpa. And then the rest is history. And then, well, your dad had to learn. And then meet your mom. And then had a kid. There were some checkpoints in there, but... And then that kid was you. <laughs> <laughs> checkpoints. Yeah. There's some, like, milestones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, can we talk about geometric unity for a little bit? Not, like, the details of it, but just the implications of it? Uh, sure. I, uh... Implications, sure. Um, burps. Um, just put forth <laughs> on his YouTube channel. Um, but he's been developing this theory for the last thirty-seven years. Uh, he gave a lecture like seven years ago at Oxford on it, and then nobody really took interest to it. But it's a theory that's below Einstein's. So, um. With Einstein's uh, theory of relativity, I believe it is, um, it, it has created a lot of the physical limits we have today. At least the theory has a lot of physical limits that, um, in things that are unexplained. So, holes. Yeah, what, what Eric did was, well, basically, Einstein's theory of relativity was based on this one area of geometry and then there's also uh bohr um and i don't know the details on him but this other kind of competing theory and these theories don't always play nice together and whatever but obviously you know we live in this this world where obviously things do play out um and everything ultimately does play nicely together so obviously there's some disconnect there but bohr's theory and i don't know the name of it was based on this other form of geometry so you have these two theories from Einstein, a attempt to combine the two in some fashion, uh, not Einstein and Bohr and their theories, but the, the actual ge geometry that creates those theories. Um, so basically he just put forth the thing that could, this theory that could, I guess, revolutionize, well, whether we could ever leave the solar system or not. Um, more or Fuck. less. Well, seriously, that's it's the <laughs> I know his whole thing no, is breaking he, the Einsteinian speed limit. I mean, just to hear him. For those of you who have no idea who Eric Weinstein is, and from someone who does not understand physics or math, like really well fundamentally, um. That's not even accurate nor relevant, really. Go check out Eric Weinstein. Just, <laughs> even if it's not a podcast, that's not his. Um, 
to hear him talk about the notion of like having to leave earth and the the urgency and the uh solace and seriousness in which he talks his nonverbals for one um it's just like like he's it's just I'm trying to find words clearly and they're not coming, but it's sobering, I guess, mm-hmm. to have such a smart, gifted man who has good intention and who is honest, as far as I can tell, mm-hmm. say, well, we need to fucking leave this planet. And also, while we're here, we need to kind of have a small revolution because our government <laughs> is fucking lying to us and has show. been. Like, that's just another thing. But, I don't know. Like, I guess I've just identified with figures like Peterson and uh, Weinstein and Rogan in the sense that it's some sort of alternative media, but it's something that's more, if I'm going to believe in anything or anyone that has power or an influence, it would be them over our current government. So to hear someone who I... To an extent, trust that being Eric Weinstein saying we need to leave this planet and I think I have a way to do it. And if I'm right, we need to seriously think about what this means. <laughs> I can't wrap my head around that. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, the whole uh, intellectual dark web thing is in- interesting. Yeah. Um, it's It seems to be a lot more... Uh, have a lot more integrity than the yeah. quote mainstream news. Um, a lot more transparency in terms of intention. Um, just more honesty, like just. So yeah, I, I trust them way more than I trust fucking Fox News or whatever so and so. Especially after everything that just erupted with all like the mask stuff and the world World health organization saying that they're not effective and whatnot so now that you have uh you know obviously they are fucking effective like why do you why do you cover your mouth when you cough like duh (laughs) um but so to have somebody who's like weinstein a little more honest and there's a little more integrity than some of these other powerful and uh, authoritative people come up with something and, and, and say this as earnestly as he did and have as much confidence in that shit as he appeared to as well. He yeah. said he said that if it's wrong, and I don't think it is, then there's something like that. Very matter-of-factly, like, he doesn't think this shit's wrong. Like, he has and confidence in his theory. He's also been sitting on it for... Over three and a half decades, which is another thing. Yeah. And it, that's nuts. That's no. fucking nuts. I know. He's 54. Yeah. He came up with this shit when he was, what, 19, I think? I don't know. What's 54 minus 37? Uh, 19. He was at Penn. As an undergrad. 34. 
37. He's 54 years old. He's been sitting on the theory for 37 years. Can't do math right now. Anyway. That's fine. Man, it was um, hard. There's something I just thought of. What? I think part of the reason why, or just a common factor, which I maybe breeds trust among, like, people who are more likely to be trusted admit that they're human um, and that they don't know things and have some sort of humility about themselves in that regard. Like, Rogan, um, Weinstein, Peterson, like, I don't know. They're, they all will say, like, look, I'm not, like, I don't know. I'm just, these are just my thoughts, and, like, here it is. But, like, I'm not, like, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't know everything. It's so refreshing. When you turn on the news and your president is telling you that everything's great and that... The ratings are good. Yeah. And huge. The, the I thought of something else, too, that I want to touch on, which is arguably more interesting. Um... There was no, um, you used a word like eruption or something from the CDC, um, about the mask thing, but like how that erupted or I forget the word you used, but it was something, um, like actionable like that. I forget the word too, but go on. I don't think there's been an uproar about the mask thing. I think what's happening is America is just fucking asleep and just fucking takes what is spoon-fed into their mouths. Oh, yeah, totally. So the WHO and CDC say, don't use masks. Masks are bad. Everyone's like, oh, we're not going to fucking use masks because masks are bad. And then okay. 21 days later, less than, those same fucking entities are saying, oh, by the way, like, masks are okay, so, like, you can use them now. And then people are like, oh, okay, we can. they said we can use ma- we can use masks now? So they so yes, they're good. So they were bad, but now they're good. Oh, okay, cool. Like, there's no. I don't think people are like actually understanding that the center of disease control and the World Health Organization fucking lied to us to cover up their own mistake. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't under. I don't think people are talking about that. Mm-mm. I posted that thing in your family group chat and mine, and no Zero one, response. no one said anything. Which is fine. Yeah, no, no, not to but, harp on our family. But. Like, it's not. And maybe, like, we're just, everyone's just quarantining, so everyone's talking about it amongst themselves. But I just don't feel like, like, even in my, in my uh, staff meetings. Yeah. And they're all about, like, they're all in the know about what's going on and, right. and whatever else. No one has been, like, no, they lied. Like, they lied to us. No one has said that. No one has brought that up. Like, we've talked about masks and, like, how, like, we should use them and whatever else. And I tried to articulate without sounding like, are you fucking kidding me? They fucking lied. And I I butchered it. But, I don't know. It's just so, so apparent to me that the analogy of, like, being awake versus sleeping, of, like, actually using your fucking brain... Or being aware of what's going on of yourself and your thoughts and, like, 
what other people are actually saying to you? Like, just just wake up. So, what the fuck? <laughs> like, why is everyone angry? Yeah. It, it, it's, there should be. And, uh, and I don't mean, like, to, to carry that anger and sleep with it and harbor it like some of my colleagues do, because that word is tossed around with contempt in, during our conversations. Right. But, like, I can let this go very easily and sleep, fuck, sorry, soundly at night. <laughs> but, like, when I think about it, like, what the fuck? Like, why aren't we revolting? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like. You're to hear first, folks. I, and, like, I'm also a pacifier. I don't believe violence is necessary in most circumstances. Always thought that. Yeah. Except. We're just been overtaking it. Uh, <laughs> To be honest, yeah, we are. We really are. I don't. It's insane. You can say that in a more eloquent way, but yeah. yeah it's, For lack of better no words, it's, it's no. It's, it's just not an eloquent asleep. thing. It's like it's like it's like the government sedated us, made us all robots, and now we're just doing what they say. Well, like Trump's. Ugh, it's just a matter God. of contain, like controlling the narrative on mainstream news channels where everyone gets their news like but people are slowly creeping towards the alternative for sure and you it's funny i'm gonna play devil's advocate you make the point of we're all asleep and whatever and this and all this stuff and we're just taking what we're spoon-fed right um which is that mainstream narrative i just referred to whether it's fox news and everything's great it's all good or uh you know uh, the alternative being you have these reversed by the way or the alternative being uh, you know like left wing media sources whether it be CNN or MSNBC or whatever um, but the, the mainstream things that are very much a part of the political system it's not um, too hard to, to figure that out but the idea of we're asleep and we're just taking what we're spoon fed if we were to say that to somebody like my dad who watches those mainstream news channels and and that's his how he gets his information he would say we're just asleep listening to these joe rogan people and they don't really know what the fuck they're talking about and we're just we're the ones that are asleep and not with it like we're the crazy people you know like you you could say you're asleep and just taking whatever narrative comes to you right in in, uh so this is where you it, let me say this everyone's gonna be getting some narrative from somewhere right whether it's joe rogan or fox news or whatever For like sure. it's or fucking uh alex jones the conspiracy theory guy yeah uh sure. everyone's getting their information from somewhere so you could always make the argument that you're just being spoon-fed. Well, what it really comes down to, what you said, is thinking for yourself and, and using your critical thinking skills and, um, you know, not not being asleep. <laughs> so as much as I think that somebody can make that argument, like, well, you're just being spoon-fed Joe Rogan and you just listen to whatever he says. Well, it's not to say you shouldn't listen to anybody, right? Like, you can't. That's right. You could say it about anything. That's a, that's a terrible argument to make. Right. So it, it really just does come down to thinking critically about things. And, and this, what it is you're consuming. Well, so if 
let's use my dad for an example, not just the, because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, I've had conversations, you know, with fringe ideas about him, uh, or I've had conversations with him about fringe ideas in the past and, and other alternative things. And, I know you have. Um, oh, what was I just going to say? He, uh, what the fuck was I just going to say? Oh, so if we, for, we're talking about mainstream news as if it's just like a a political puppet, more or less, that's controlling the narrative off which people vote and how the, you know, the whole thing, right? So if somebody who for 51 years has watched Fox News and all these channels their whole life, how likely are they to be open to the fact that it might not be true? Like you're shattering their entire world, their entire belief system. So it's painful to, to, for that to happen, right? Yeah. So it, it, it involves confronting something that you're wrong about and your ego doesn't like that. So your ego says, fuck these Joe Rogan people. Fox News is 100% what's up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so that's in play as well, I feel like. That is a very good point. Yeah. And not to mention, so what you just described is an emotional reaction mm-hmm. to the whole thing. And I think the news and those main channels are also very good at um, seeking emotionalist reactions from their consumers. The whole thing is the just ratings. Emotion- The whole thing is just emotionally charged because of the sound bites and the you're having a two minute conversation and you're not in the same room and like just That's what they want though too. I, I know. Because it keeps all of those people who have been watching Fox News for their whole lives emotionally attached and identified to those ideas. Whereas yeah, I would trust a long-form podcast with a person who is open-minded and an expert on a topic more so than whatever fucking clunky 20-minute news clip you can put together to push your narrative. And, like, yes, what I just said is bias, and I understand that. With commercials in between, don't forget those. I lost my train of thought. You'd rather listen to a conversation with an expert. Oh yeah, it's not it's not emotionally charged, and for for people who like, well, who's to say that like you're wrong and I'm right and whatever and alternative versus main and all that stuff. If someone were to say that to me specifically, I would say you don't live with Andrew Scott. <laughs> but I also just think we're wizards. And to be honest with you... Most people are mothers. I think Rogan's a wizard. Yeah. I think a lot of the people that he talks to are wizards. Mostly, I would say. A lot of the people that he talks to. He talks to a lot of fucking people. I don't know. Um, I don't know. There's a reason why 
people get tattoos of Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. And there's a reason why he gets millions of views on a podcast hours after it's released. Because people want that kind of genuine interaction yeah. that's not because you know, we're being... starved for it otherwise yeah yeah 100 it's so funny because it's so funny because even I, I was it recently i think somebody went on his podcast that had a book coming out or something like that and um and i think they got blasted for like just being on to promote the book and whatever not necessarily not necessarily like you're you're going on a show that's outside of the mainstream but you're you're just trying to push you, your book and like you have this uh financial incentive to like sell this book and and therefore you're not really being genuine in your conversation i, I one could argue right um because you know you have to push this book a little bit and you have to support the ideas that it supports and communicate to the people who might want to read the book so that and, you know uh say what those people might want to hear so that they might want to go buy your book um and therefore you're not really being genuine right because there's a financial incentive there for you to do that well guess what people go on fox news and msnbc to win fucking elections forget a book <laughs> to win elections and govern the country forget a fucking book like that is so crazy so crazy but we just like uh, it's, uh, uh, uh. it's it's so funny um i remember one distinct conversation i had with my dad and granted we were both drunk it was like 3 a.m and i remember exactly i know you did what you're talking um about. and i got i got really frustrated um i made a point or we got you know 3 a.m by the fire we've had a lot of drinks and we were just you know shooting the shit and whatever we end up talking about jordan peterson and uh and i was i was shitting on mainstream news and i i made the point that like they take money from all these you know lobbyists and you know political campaigns and this and that and da 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 and uh my dad was like well this peterson guy like he he takes money from somebody that he makes money right so he's biased too like so so I think I said to him something like, well, yeah, everyone gets like paid somehow. They're making a living. You know what I mean? Like, so can we just not trust anyone then because everyone's biased. And he was like, yeah, I guess not. Like, yeah, we just can't trust anyone. And that's not exactly how it went, but that was more or less. And, and that's just what? Like, I don't know. That's crazy. That's I, digging your heels and on your dig. That's digging your heels and on your initial stance on the argument or discussion and that and not being open to the possibility that you could be wrong or that there could be another answer i don't i don't as much yeah yeah i but what he did was he didn't like if if we're we're dueling and it was a duel between me and my dad it's not like he made that argument and that was like it he won and i lost it was like we both just shot ourselves i guess it's like oh yeah okay well what's like nobody wins then i guess yeah. we're all fucked like we can't yeah. trust anyone because everyone takes money from somewhere right like it's I mean, like it's 
I mean, again, like context, 3 a.m., you guys are drunk, whatever. Yes. Place you <laughs> it's me. important. Important context. Well, it's also like your normal search for you're drunk. Mm-hmm. So. 100%. But. And we never revisited that conversation. No, we didn't. And that's okay. Maybe someday. But, uh, I don't know. I think just being open-minded and truthful and genuine is just the most important thing and as soon as you lose that you lose trust and if you don't have trust you can't have a relationship and that's a relationship whether it's with your spouse or yourself or the viewer of your show or listener to a podcast like anything or government is people you don't have trust like fuck you (laughs) like you're not you're good luck (laughs) it's scary it's very scary so Wait, what were you about to say? No, that's gone. Going back to the geometric unity thing. If this turns out to be some crazy revolution in the world of physics, Einstein 2.0. Wouldn't that be funny? Einstein to Weinstein. But <laughs> anyway, um, what the fuck happens then? You know what I mean? One of the things that Eric said on the podcast was like, if this is right, then I don't, like, quite frankly, I don't know what the implications are. Like, are we going to have some crazy bomb? Are we going to be able to teleport? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the implications are. Um, and I mean, teleport. He was talking from, like, a, a political uh, weaponary or yeah. weaponized, weaponizing? Weaponizing. Yeah. Standpoint. Um teleportation whatever but how could it be used by an entity such as the u.s government that doesn't necessarily have the most trust in its or its american people don't necessarily have the most trust in it right now fucking scary really fucking scary i mean we're 24 years old we're gonna see some crazy shit by the time we die some crazy shit I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be fucking nuts. See, like, okay, I have such trouble with this. And I'm, I'm going to throw a curveball that is not as much broad implications, but just my thoughts around this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I told you earlier today that in the, the idea of creating things and you're prompted by seeing children that I want to have a kid. Mm-hmm. Eventually. Mm-hmm. I don't mean right now. For, That's for good. I'm, I'm busy right now. <laughs> In the middle of something. <laughs> Kid? Maybe later. Um, yeah. I think if we were in a different world, I'd absolutely want to have a kid. But then we have a conversations like this, and I'm reminded of the reality that the human race is in. I'm like, I can't feel like bringing a fucking kid into this. <laughs> it's enough just to make sure that you and I are okay. I, I seriously think... We're also I, 24 years old. I know, but... Which means that we have, let's say, maybe 60 years to live. We're both in good health. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck, like... <sighs> 30 years from now, we're going to be in our 50s. 
And I think we're going to have seen some shit. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And we're going to be in our 50s. Like, imagine having... Imagine things get really bad. And I don't know what that looks like. But we're in the middle of a pandemic. The U.S. is not responding properly. And this is going to have detrimental effects upon our economy. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Already has. Yeah. I'm not an economist. Don't fucking We are not an economist. We are not a... Uh, we're the people who study diseases, pandemics. Epidemiologists. Epidemiologists. We're not a... We're not high school science teachers. Let's be real. <laughs> we're, we're, we're two curious individuals that listen and read and learn about things. That's about it. I want to talk about them. <laughs> I think we're going to see some shit. I think it's going to be bad. And I don't know if I want to have to worry about anyone else besides you and me like there's enough um, emotional baggage like <laughs> not attacked like yeah in a good way mm-hmm. i love you yeah yeah the more you love the more you have to lose right so let's not have a kid and like not have to worry <laughs> about that hopefully our parents don't listen to this then <laughs> My parents know where I stand. I think yours do too. Um, I don't know. I can't remember the last time I talked about. Well, when kids you with my parents. when you told them that we were getting married, and you prefaced with nine months from now, we're gonna be a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great impression. <laughs> I just got warm. <laughs> I gotta take this beanie out. Oh, Jesus. You thought it was a good impression? Oh, it's fantastic, Jerry. Okay. It's my hair right now. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, better now? Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> well, I guess we didn't talk about, like, no, I'm, I was just like, I'm definitely not fucking pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we didn't. I feel like I've talked about it with your dad before. Anyway, we're going to see some shit. Let's only have to worry about you and I in case, like, there's a food shortage and food gets really expensive. Let's get a gun. (laughs) Teach me how to hunt. Dude. It's. Yeah. I don't think that would get it done for either of us. I know. I'm sorry. Implications of geometric unity. Yeah, I don't know. Can you imagine if we can travel outside of this fucking solar system? No! To another Earth? No. Because I do agree with him that we are not... Uh, we we have the physical capabilities. We have... We are... We have the physical capabilities of, of gods, let's say, and that we can blow up our entire planet, but we do not have the wisdom of gods to wield those powers. We are gods, but the wisdom. We are, yes. We are. It's a phenomenal quote. We are, who was that again? Einstein. We are gods, but the wisdom. That's, that's fucking true. We, we're, we're fucking monkeys. Let's we're talk about monkeys. 
We're stupid. Let's talk about how the United States of America is a couple hundred years, right? A couple hundred years old. Mm-hmm. And how everyone else is thousands of years old. Just like as countries, we're a fucking baby. Just developmentally, let's let's look at all of the. <laughs> let's I don't know. Just, I don't know if that works like that. No, it totally does. I've seen this play out that the U.S. is in its adolescence, and we are acting as such. And the whole world is like, okay. Well, that I, don't have, Im- I don't have time for this shit. Can you like? That would imply that United Kingdom is our wise elder and i don't think that's fucking true either because wasn't wasn't the royal family tied in with that epstein shit i'm quite sure it was oh big time i don't know the details of that i don't know the details of that entire there was some weird interview with prince what's his face first i don't fucking know it was a prince uh one i hadn't heard of it's not henry or charles Okay, um, it was an older dude for what I pictured a prince to be, anyway. But, um, yeah, they they were tied up in that Weinstein thing. That's another thing. The masks. Like, what about Weinstein? I don't know. Or I know... Are you talking about Epstein? Epstein. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just said Weinstein. Yeah. Okay. I've been seeing Weinstein. So there's Eric Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein, and Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. Okay. Just so we're we're clear. We the last <laughs> few mentions were supposed to be Epstein. As in Epstein didn't kill himself. As in Epstein didn't kill himself. He just I don't know. <laughs> it was got murked. It was said to be uh suicide by hanging in prison, right? Yeah. But the ligature marks indicate that he was uh, strangled, choked. Um, do not they don't match the hanging or whatever. There was there was some funky shit. There's there's funky shit all over the place. Like the guards happened to not be on duty. The cameras happened to be fucking off. Like, oh seriously? Were, oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, this is like this is like the Wizard of Oz, and like you just saw the guy behind the curtain, but he's still playing the thing, and you're just like oh yeah okay (laughs) like we just we just totally forgot about the man behind the curtain with epstein like we saw him he was there like you can see his feet below the below the little curtain you can see his feet but we're still paying attention to the screen as if that's the real deal it is ridiculous like there are so many stupid coincidences i don't know i keep saying i don't know the details of this at all nor do i but the ligature marks, the the guards <laughs> that were gone. I don't know the details, gone, but I'm gonna give you the details. Well, I don't, I don't know specifics and oh, ligature mark, this tendon and th- 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 I don't know that shit. Uh, the ligature marks on his neck, and I think something with like blood uh, on the probably pre postmodern. Whatever, um, ligature marks, cameras were down, guards were. MIA like there's there's way too many coincidences like it's it's pretty much to forget forget um 
definitively saying that he was killed, that he was murdered, to definitively go along and accept that there is no question he hung himself is fucking asinine, as far as I'm concerned. Like, to not even question the 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 grandeur on the screen while you're looking at the fucking feet behind the little curtain is hysterical. Like, it's complete, like, you are lying to yourself. It's just denial. But I've I've listened to enough uh, to 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 get as much as I just regurgitated to you. And well, I know he didn't kill himself, but I don't know like the scandal. And oh, you do know he didn't kill himself? Damn, you should you should let the media know because <laughs> they they think he killed himself. Pretty fucked up. <laughs> I know he didn't. <laughs> Heavy answer. <laughs> Guys, Epstein didn't kill himself. Yo, was there any, like, Duh. was there any uh, Epstein stuff on, like, SNL? I wonder. I have no idea, probably. I hope so. Who, well, I don't know even though he was the owner of a hedge fund. Yeah. But he was seemingly... Incompetent. Yeah. So he was someone's puppet. Mm-hmm. Well, and it was the I don't Clinton's think it's that... Puppet? The details on that are not clear okay. at all. He I'm was just... he had a, a fortune that seemingly came out of nowhere. He was the manager of a hedge fund that, according to Eric Weinstein, who met him and talked to him about hedge fund stuff, hedge fund stuff, Weinstein says that this man had seemed to not have any fucking, like, did not behave like a hedge fund manager. Um, he, he said that when he met with him, it was himself and Epstein, and I don't know if there's anybody else in the room, but there was, uh, besides the, this other person I'm about to name, but um, also this, not name, this, there was a girl on Epstein's lap while they're having a conversation about business, and he's just bouncing her up and down on her lap. A girl like... Like, like a... I, I don't think he gave an estimated... I, I think he said young woman. Like, young girl, like young woman. Like, they were, like, gonna have, like, was it a sexual relationship? Uh, it seemed like Epstein was just pimping and one of his hoes was sitting on his lap. <laughs> I think that was the gist I got. How old is the woman? Um, young, attractive woman, I believe was the description. But not a minor. No, 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 okay. no, no. Okay. But, point being... This man did not behave or have seemingly have the knowledge of somebody who manages a hedge fund and is actually like in the weeds and knows what the fuck's going on in that world. Um, yeah, crazy, crazy. So he's in charge of this hedge fund, has this fortune that seemingly came out of nowhere, and uh, all these ties to the highest of political folk, the most powerful, powerful people in the world, more or less. Are you referring to the Clintons? Clintons, uh, just, uh, he had uh, ties, again, with the royal family. Like, there was a lot going on. And none of it seems to make sense. 
Anytime. Yeah. It's crazy how... I hope something more comes of that. You know? It's not fucking gonna. That's... I don't know. I don't know. That was a really big thing. I don't know as if... There's gonna be documentaries. Like, that shit's not going away. That is not going away. Like, there will be documentaries. 100%. 100%. There's a fucking documentary on Hulu called Hillary. It's about Hillary Clinton. Oh, boy. And it's pro-Hillary Clinton. I wonder how much she paid to have that put up. Well, it's more like, what else is Hulu? Dude, I can hear that in the mic. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Um, Sorry, people. uh, I lost it. I'm sorry. I'm not... Hillary, I'm not Hulu. good at this tonight. Not oh. good at this? We're just chatting, dude. We're chilling. You don't have to be good. We're just hanging out. It is weird that there's a... I mean, everything is... These different paid platforms choose to have whatever content they have on there. And it's probably for reasons. And they're just censoring from whatever else. With that being said, we just watched Louis C.K.'s newest special and paid, <laughs> which was fucking hysterical. It was fucking hysterical. He's fantastic. I top. I want to watch his old specials. I would, yeah, for sure. Would you? He, I, he's got to be like, as much as he's like the, uh, not. I don't want to say nihilistic. It seems harsh. As much as he's like a doesn't seem like the ideal human being like he's fucking hysterical like he's totally he's totally not yeah no no, no but doesn't nor does he have any aspirations to be he's like oh. i don't know fuck these people like i ah, fuck uh, yeah uh, i don't fucking care like let me just jerk off in front of some people and <laughs> he's, he doesn't give a shit and it, it's he you know i was really curious to see if he was gonna reference everything that's happened mm. um and i was thinking about it after we watched it and i think he he did it very very tastefully the whole thing i mean he made subtle jokes about it he opened with what was your past two years like that's fucking like yeah and it's just him and his cadence and his nonverbals, and it's like he's hilarious as a person but he was i thought he handled the whole thing very well and then he was like do you guys want to talk about it let's fucking talk about it and then he gave um i thought was a well put speech on like and at least to me when he was saying like if you're if you ask someone if you can jerk off and they say yes say are you sure and like that was a joke but then he got into this more serious point of like sex is weird and like there are blurred lines and you have to check in and like that's what you should do and it's that part seemed genuine Mm -hmm. i thought that whole thing and then he was like, why do I do it? I don't know. Everyone has their thing. And now everyone knows my thing. Obama knows my thing. I don't know why I do it. I'm good at it. And I like to do it with other people. <laughs> and like, but it's just how he's wired. Yeah. And then he was like, and now we're done. Like, yeah, I, I thought the, just the whole thing. I mean, he's a comedian and that he crafts this experience. And so that's obviously planned. But right. I thought the way that he did it was still very tasteful, tasteful, but still very much him. 
Absolutely. He didn't change. Like, he was still making jokes about pedophiles and, like, having his, like, whole gamut of things to laugh about. Yeah. And I also respected that he didn't shy away from any of the things that he normally goes after. Yeah, he was doing his thing. Yeah. I thought it was As very good. As if he didn't miss a beat, it seemed. Yeah. I had to go to it Poland was... to do shows. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was funny. That's just hilarious. That was funny. Um, I brought him up, though, because we just watched the special and we bought it privately on his website for $7.99. We sure did. And I don't know. We the... own it now? Or is it a one-time view? I think we can go watch it again if we want. Cool. Um, I'm... I gotta think that's so much more profitable for him to like oh, yeah. cut out Netflix, the middleman. Yeah. And when you have somebody like a Netflix, or in this instance, Hulu, we were just talking about Hillary and this documentary. Like, I don't know. Do you. The whole. <laughs> I don't know. There's, some, there's something weird about the middleman, right? And they get incentivized to, you know, behave certain ways and whatever. But if you're just an independent dude doing your thing and putting your stuff out on your website and charging money for it, like, what? Any, like, you, you can do whatever do the that. fuck you want. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You know? <sighs> so, like, can you imagine if Game of Thrones, a new season came out, and the producers and directors and people that own the rights were like, you know what, HBO, fuck you. We're going <laughs> to distribute this and, and release this ourselves. You can buy the new Game of Thrones season for twenty four ninety nine, and it's yours. And that's it. And that's the only way you're going to get it. I have a feeling that everyone would still buy it. Like, 100%. 100%. So, my guess is that, and I know there's there's a an advantage to having a distribution network, yeah. and that is like Netflix and Hulu, and they obviously you can leverage some scale. But if you're a Louis C.K. or a Game of Thrones, you can pay good money to have somebody advertise your shit for you, promote it on your site, and like probably be a lot better off. And and oh by the way. Free of the uh, the baggage that comes with having your thing followed by a documentary by Hillary Clinton that that mm, is kind of you know uh, questionable. Let's say in terms of I'll leave it at that. Um, it it's just you're free of any nonsense, any affiliations. It's just you and your thing. You can do whatever you want. You're the boss. Like, and it's more profitable. You don't have to pay the middleman. It just seems like a more advantageous thing. And I imagine that that's going to happen more and more in the future. Like, so let me, let me, let me finish this point. Um, you have podcasts, right? Podcasts are free. They're an open source thing. And it, it's like your own distribution. Like you distribute them through a, like you have to host it somewhere, but you don't really have any 
ties with that hosting company for the most part like you know somebody pulls up apple podcast puts in your thing and you're good and there are some networks there's a is it luminary luminary is like a netflix of podcasts Mm -hmm. so they have exclusive podcasts like russell brand and trevor noah that are on luminary and if you if you want to listen to those podcasts you have to pay them uh you have to pay luminary to do their thing or to, to get their podcasts so from everything i've seen a lot of people have shit on that pla- that way of doing things for podcasts specifically mm-hmm. okay having having the subscription paywall thing so either and, and maybe it's not this simple but if it's better and more profitable for the podcaster to do all the advertising and stuff themselves and you know no middleman just them and their podcast instead of the subscription um if if it is more advantageous to do that which i imagine it is then i would think that a stand-up special for a comedian being released on netflix for the same reason they don't want to put their podcast on luminary I don't think it'd be in their best interest to put their comedy special on Netflix. Like, why wouldn't they release it in separately like Louis C.K. did? You know what I mean? I think the reason Louis C.K. did what he did is because Netflix wouldn't allow him to... I'm not saying that's not the case. What I'm saying is, what happens when, you know, Louis C.K., uh, let's say... Let's say he gets paid $3 million to do his thing on Netflix... Well, he just released this special and he just made eight. So he has this moment like, oh, maybe I should keep doing this. And then he doesn't want to go back to Netflix. And then, um, yeah. and then Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer are like, uh, oh, like we can just do this ourselves. Like we don't need Netflix. Like we have, we have a Twitter following. We have distribution. We don't need fucking Netflix. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So, I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. Like, so to give you some context, uh, one thing I've noticed, and I don't, maybe this is a coincidence, but uh, Russell Brand has done a lot more shit on YouTube in the past, like, 12 months, which I, I think is a, similar to... Uh, is Russell Brand white? Yes, looks like Jesus. Has an accent. Yes. Okay. He's English. Yeah. Um. He's been like pushing his stuff out on YouTube more. I've seen, including like snippets from podcasts and things. Like probably too. I, I, it makes me wonder if Luminary is influencing him to put out shit on YouTube so he can gain an audience there and push people to Luminary. But I think what he's going to end up doing is seeing that he doesn't fucking need Luminary. Like, why Why would you have a middleman if you don't have to? It doesn't make any sense. Like, to achieve... I dist- like, don't know. It, it makes sense be- in some regard. Let me, let me clarify. I'm... I'm 
this I'm thinking about this as I'm going. Uh, if you're not Game of Thrones and you're some no-name show, you want the distribution of Netflix so that you can to start, to you yeah. can get known. Mm-hmm. But if you have a brand and you have the distribution already, you have the following, you have the listenership, you have the viewership. I would guess you don't fucking need the distribution network of a Netflix, of a Hulu, of a Luminary, anything anymore. Like, you have your tribe of people, your followers, and if your shit's that good, they're obviously still going to pay money to get it. Or they're just going to want to support you because they like you. Mm Mm-hmm. I would pay for Rogan if his even if his podcast weren't if his podcast was behind a paywall. I would subscribe to Joe Rogan. I would too. And I would too. A lot of people fucking would. Well, so this is where it's interesting because if you think about it from like a comedian standpoint, like Rogan, uh, they do a podcast to build listenership for free. This is like their their freebie intro, right? Mm-hmm. And then they put out a special and then you have to pay for it, whether it be paying Netflix and Netflix pays them or whether it be Louis C.K. putting it on his website and you're paying them directly like you're making money on the special, not the podcast or even the shows. The podcast is just the means of distribution. Oh, yeah. yeah. Something that I want to pay attention to as Louis C.K.'s thing evolves. Mm hmm. I want to figure out how much support he still has and how many people, like, I don't know if there's a way for me to get those numbers, but I'd be interested to, to know if his viewership has dropped. Probably a little bit, but... If I had to guess, I'd say it wasn't largely affected. Probably not. Probably You probably got a negative effect from people who are like, eh, on him. But the people, like, Maybe. it's the same, it, it's, <laughs> you know how we've talked about, like, job interviews and stuff, and, like, what if you just wore, like, a something really wacky just to stand out, and, like, you're, you're differentiating yourself, which is a good thing, you're, you're going to be remembered that way, um, and you're being bold and courageous in doing so, it, it's, like, it's like a means of uh, the person going in for the interview, testing the employer as to whether or not they're open enough to, you know, whatever. So it's like a qualifier for the the qualifier, the person who's supposed to be doing the qualifying. It's like a reverse thing. Well, both people qualify, but you know, you know what I'm saying. It's it's almost like that's what Louis did with his whole thing. He's like. If you like me, you're going to have to like me. I don't know. It's very interesting. It is. Do we know if toilet paper is still uh, scarce? Still a rare item. I can check the time. It is 8.59. Okay. You want to wrap this up soon? I do. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Do you have anything you'd like to talk about before we wrap up? All of this conversation and ones we were having offline um, have me thinking about 
how I want to take um, the degree that I'm going to get eventually. As far as the three tenets that I've talked about, what I can do with it. Teaching, researcher, practice, and... The practice portion I'm taking more is like the my website my video like the videos mm-hmm. like the entrepreneurial like I don't want to say brand because I'm still like I would still have like clients and whatnot or like small group sessions but um it's your brand though your mental health um treatment and prevention is trending as far as apps um, being able to talk to AI counselors and stuff via an app mm-hmm. and like they're checking in with you and the apps for meditations and stress management and all that stuff um mental hygiene in general i wouldn't be surprised if one day people chose their counselors or therapists by like a tinder sort of thing <laughs> not maybe that sophisticated but just that same idea of like these videos that i've been doing mm-hmm. um we talked about before me taking them to someone like Carol. Be like, this is what I've done before. If you like it, then great. If you don't, then see you later. It's the same thing. Like, these are some interventions that I run. Like, these are some things that I, like, this is what positive psychology is. And, like, this is why I study it and use it. And this is what it's done. And this is what it isn't. And, like, all of that stuff. If someone could be like, this is what I'm having trouble with. This is what I think could help me. I like her. I like her vibe and her energy. Like, I want to work with her. It's like self-selecting. It's like quality control. Also, more likely for me to have less turnaround in my clientele because of a mismatch. Because they're going to like you because they've seen all your content already. Yeah. Or not all your content, but some, some of your stuff. Well, they've, they've had some introduction into who you are and the, the viewpoints you hold and that kind of thing even more so than yeah going for, in. Sh- per, for sure but it's more like i think they could get a better read on how i communicate my non-verbals my my energy as me as a person would they vibe with that right um because there's a lot of i mean this happened to me when i was in high school my mom made me see a therapist because my friend died and i didn't want to and i didn't like him for a lot of reasons. It wasn't a good fit fundamentally. Our personalities did not match. It was also a guy, and I wouldn't have preferred to see a guy. Um, there's a mirror. I, I thought you were an idiot for a lot of several reasons. <laughs> I thought so then, and I think so now, knowing what I know. Um, but I would have to think that there would be some turnover. Oh, I'm sorry. But um, people get... People don't understand that you have to find a counselor who you like that that you get along with and you jive with right and that there's friction there to find that person and it's not always the first person who you're going to have an appointment with right so i think by me being like this is how i communicate and this is what i talk about and this is my sense of humor and these are my nonverbals. do you like me (laughs) okay great if not fuck off (laughs) if not here are some people I recommend. There's some things that you can try. I don't know. No, it makes sense. It's a way for people to qualify you and you to qualify people. Yeah. Yeah. 
Doctor of Psychology. Doctor of Philosophy. In Psychology. Yes. Doctor of Philosophy in Psychology. Doctor of Psychology. So, is Mike Rice's wife, Kate, is she a Doctor of Philosophy in Philosophy? She's a Doctor of Philosophy in Greek and Roman Philosophy, I think. Okay. Every PhD is a doctor of philosophy. That's what PhD stands for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just wasn't sure. Like, it, does a doctor of philosophy in philosophy exist? Like that? Oh yeah, you can get a PhD in philosophy. That's so weird. I'm a doctor of philosophy <laughs> in philosophy. You're just saying you're a philosopher. Yeah, just like you'd say you're a psychologist. Hmm. Hmm. That's weird. Doctor of Philosophy sounds badass, though. That's because you like philosophy. We were talking about yesterday how um, Doctor of Philosophy and the whole idea of like Socrates and Aristotle being philosophers but also being well-versed in reason and logic. Mm-hmm. Like scientific method, Socratic method, scientific method, whatever. One, Not one and the same, but the the rigor of science is there. Very similar, yeah. Um, and then I was like, Doctor of Philosophy, but what you're doing is research and that's science. So it's like asking those important questions and they're trying to figure them out in a, uh, a rigorous or a more or less objective way. Should be, anyway. <laughs> That's that's the big joke, right? Yeah, it's crazy. It makes me not want to. No, you gotta, you gotta. I can't burn it. You gotta be the man, the rebel with integrity. I don't want to. Yeah, rebel with integrity. You can't let that affect what you want to do. Fundamentally, I mean. I want to do research. I'm interested in it. I want to do qualitative research. What do you want your first study to be about? Your first research extravaganza? Oh, God. Uh, Project. I couldn't come up with the noun there. It would have to be an intervention. Um, But I would still want to do it qualitatively, which I think is going to... I'm going to have some friction with that in school. Because most uh, psychologists are quantitative so Um, okay go on to answer your question i would uh, i mean i don't have the advanced statistics to back up what i would want to do but loosely i would want to interview a bunch of people on uh I don't know, they're, uh, sense of self, um, like, purpose, uh, if they have purpose or meaning in their life, um, 
and or like self-compassion sense of self um or maybe like compassion related to like I don't fucking know I want to study my brain's not working the things I want to study are is fundamentally mindfulness interventions and how it Mindfulness relates to authenticity, compassion, and meaning and purpose. Also, psychedelics. Maybe as a mechanism to get there. Mm. That's interesting. I can't study psychedelics because I'm not going to study neuroscience Mm. or psychiatry. Or psychology like that. So how would that work? Would you partner with a neuroscientist? I'd have to bend over or lay on my back. It was a joke. I know. I was waiting to see where you are going with it. Um, with someone who works in that line of psychology. Be like, hi. I just really want to collaborate because I find this stuff really meaningful and interesting and important. Well, you might find a neuroscientist that has similar interests as you. Well, yeah, everything I just described, all the things I want to study is facilitated or um, would be catalyzed by psychedelics. Right. So, yeah, I would fucking love to study psychedelics. That'd be wild. To study how it... Meaning and purpose in relation to psychedelics. And I mean, I know. Yeah, like... or like, I mean, I said earlier today that I would love to be the person who helps someone integrate their psychedelic experience into their life. That would be so cool. Yeah. You'd have to have a really specific set of skills, I would assume, to do that. Yeah, I wonder what that would look like. I don't know. Nicole has my book. Oh, I want to get Michael back. Michael Pollan. I want to get back. How to change your mind, Michael Pollan. Uh, yeah. Do I don't know who? Did I ever tell you who recommended that book to me? You probably did, but jog my memory. Um, the woman's name's Catherine. She's lovely. She's a, a meditation instructor. This is familiar. Yeah. She mentioned it to me like, oh, I don't know. I want to say the beginning of. Fuck, it might have been like a year ago. Yeah, probably. She mentioned it. I was like, oh my god, that's so interesting. I'm I'm going to check it out. What did you gather from that book? Dude, I did not read that book right. I need to reread it with a pencil so I can underline and take notes and do post like, So it can look like that book. Yeah. I did not do that right. Well, after you do it, make sure you actually go back through it and read the notes you made, because you made them for a reason. Because I haven't done that. You should do that. I know I should. I want to do something with them. Like, with all the notes, lessons, ideas that came out of that book. I think it's a very profound book. I want to read it. And I want to do something with it. And I don't know if it's like a... Maybe it's just a podcast, me talking about it, but... I don't know. I, I, I want to dive through it in some regard. 
maybe make a couple videos. I don't know. I think it'd be interesting to do a solo podcast. Try it and see if you like it. I might. Depends if all my fans want it or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so call Jesse and Connor. <laughs> <laughs> I need to. Ask them what they think. They're like, fucking do it. I should just do it. I forgot. Yeah. I've thought about doing it in a way where I can, like, browse on my computer at the same time. But I don't want to crash the damn thing. Use my computer. That's a good point. I could do that. (laughs) What? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I wanted to use that so I could toggle over to my web browser. Oh. And have that on the thing. And have me in the corner, you know, with OBS on the stream. The way you've been recording your videos. Mm-hmm. Which I wouldn't be able to do. So, I, I don't know. We'll see. I might just do it anyway. You need to help me caption videos. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it tonight, but like... Nine o'clock... 8.45 tomorrow morning. Can we do that? Yeah. I'll send you a calendar invitation. They're being... Like, I need to hand them over to health promotion tomorrow. Because... What that, time? In the morning. This might not be a zippity do that process. The the software is a that puts the captions on. It's called Capwing, and it's a very pain in the ass thing. No, I you you're misunderstanding. Okay. I have. Let's talk about it tomorrow. Okay. Sure. For the back. Yeah. Can I wrap this up, dear. Okay. That's me. Friends. Okay. We could chat with you. Always. Most of the time. Right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, folks. That's a wrap. Until next time. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.